I'm Aaron Prince-Staley, and you're listening to the Podcast Preview, where I tell you about a podcast that you are going to love. Today, we are going to talk about The Adventure Zone, which is a comedy podcast where three brothers and their dad play Dungeons & Dragons. We have a guest co-host on today's show, longtime D&D player and my friend, Ben Eastman. Hi, Ben. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for joining me on the show. So, you've been playing D&D for a while. It's been 13 years. 13 years. (laughs) <laughs> so what what got you into D&D in the first place? So when I was a freshman in college and uh, eating Chinese food, as I happen to remember, <laughs> I had some friends come up to me and ask me if I wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons. And growing up in small town upstate New York, I somehow managed to avoid Dungeons & Dragons despite having all sorts of different uh, similar pastimes like Magic the Gathering. I what's Dungeons and Dragons? And I'm like, you'll have a great time. And I've had a pretty good time for the past 13 years. Um, it's a great way to get together with some of my friends, um, whether it's just in the same room with them or through the internet. I have a couple good friends from college who are in that original group who I get together, well, not so much lately, but about every two weeks we get together and play a game um, through Google Hangout. That's awesome. Did you know about D&D when they asked you to play? I did not. You'd never heard of it? Uh, I I had heard of it in the sense that I recall that the, in the late 90s there were, which actually, in truth, truthfully was the mid-80s, but kind of like how Canada gets everything 10 years late, so does upstate <laughs> New York. Um, I, I remember hearing in late 80s, early 90s, things about devil worship in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I never thought anything about it, but... But that just that was the only real introduction I had. None of my friends back home played that I was aware of. So by the time I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you, and by the time I was uh, to an age where you'd be hearing about Dungeons and Dragons, you know, middle school and mm-hmm. high school, I probably heard about it from my dad, uh, who who di- didn't he you know he like played once you know, uh, and it was like too nerdy for him. But uh, I always heard about it as like sort of the pinnacle of nerdiness, you know, and that 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 never really went away. Even when I was in college and like my nerdiest friends played Magic the Gathering, you didn't hear about Dungeons and Dragons. They were probably playing it because they they play it now, all those guys. But you it was it was probably social suicide to tell anyone who didn't know about Dungeons and Dragons that you were playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's possible. <laughs> I, I mean, in the past uh it was a lot of nerd culture, if you will, in the past 10 years. A lot of it has become more accepting as we just, the internet's just opened up the whole world to ourselves. And we're like, oh, we all play. Um, right. But uh, for your friends who play Magic the Gathering, and prob- well, they probably have jobs, that's a bit of a, a, bit of a money pit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, fortunately did not hang around that hobby too long, but I still <laughs> spent entirely too much on that game. So before we get too deep into sort of meta D&D talk, let's talk, talk, tell people what D&D is. Because I would bet that a lot of our listeners have either never played D&D or, well, p- probably have never played D&D and some have probably barely heard of it. So, so what is Dungeons & Dragons? So Dungeons & Dragons is a tabletop role-playing game. Uh, you may have heard of other types of role-playing games, such as World of Warcraft or EverQuest. Computer games. Computer games, which are considered to be massively multiplayer online and MMORPG, if you will. Right. But 
uh, tabletop role playing is sort of the is the beginning of that. At its heart, what you have is it's a role playing game. So everybody, I'm sure, in some sort of training exercises had to role play something. Um, whether you're pretending that you're Tina from accounting and you're overhearing <laughs> someone talk about sexual harassment or whatever. <laughs> But what this does in in role in tabletop role playing games in a variety of scenarios, it provides you 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 play a character, and that char- that character has certain motivations which are not necessarily your own. Um, but you have a character sheet which represents your various abilities, your skills. Uh, in some games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, the spells you can cast, any magic items you might have. And that reflects how you interact with the rest of the world. Now, imagine for a moment that Aaron has two other people in the room with him right now, which he doesn't. So Aaron and his friends may be players within the game and they have their character and that character represents what they are in the world. We haven't mentioned dice yet. That's kind of a big one. I suppose that's fair. Um, (laughs) Is that something you try not to scare people off with too quick? I I don't necessarily... In the evangelizing world? (laughs) I don't know if I'm an evangelist. (laughs) You are now. Apparently. (laughs) Well, if I get anybody to play, apparently I've stumbled into that role. (laughs) The the four people together, myself, yourself, the 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 two people who are not with us right now. Uh, what we do is we get together and we tell a joint story where every each player has a certain amount of agency to dictate things. They get to dictate what they do in the world. Um, and myself as the game master or dungeon master, uh, I I demonstrate I choose how the world reacts. Um, Now, with the game, there are mechanics which are involved with it. Uh, To attack someone with your sword, uh, you need to be able to use the sword, and depending on how strong you are, it's going to dictate how accurately you strike and how much damage you might do. Uh, And those are broken down into roles. Dungeons & Dragons, uh, you, you spend a lot of time rolling dice, um, which is fun. Which is a bit of fun. Uh, the D20 mechanic, which has been in place. And a D20 being a 20-sided die. Yes. You can break down everything you do, if you want to, into a some sort of skill or ability check. You roll a 20-sided die. Uh, you add the applicable modifiers for how good or bad your character happens to be. Uh, you come up with a result, and that result tells you what happens. Uh, usually you're comparing your role to some sort of uh, uh, some sort of difficult uh, difficulty. Uh, and the person who brings the world together is, in the case of Dungeons and Dragons, called a dungeon master. More generally, it's called a game master. Um, then what the game master does is he facilitates the play. Everything that's in the world is something which he describes to you. So um, you, in, in its most basic form, in its most original form, Gary Gygax sat in his basement with his children of various ages, and they went into the ruined castle of Greyhawk, which is one of my favorite settings. Um, but they would go in, into into these ruins. They 
what what was eventually referred to as a dungeon, and there were monsters and treasures uh, treasures underneath there, and they'd have to go in, try to kill things, and take their stuff. <laughs> Sounds savage when you put it's, it that way. It's a little <laughs> savage. <laughs> the way that some people have rephrased uh, dungeoneering is a reverse home invasion where you break <laughs> into someone's house, <laughs> kill them, and steal their things. I like that. The way I like to look at Dungeons & Dragons as somebody who really likes people, really likes l- to laugh and have fun, and also really kind of likes to uh, like run whatever's going on around me, um, you know, running a game of Dungeons & Dragons is basically me joking around with my friends, um, making up characters, doing voices, imagining this this world, and uh, and also, you know, there's a little bit of that aspect of gameplay, sort of that chess game aspect of it, and there's also a little bit of that sort of uh, fantastical, epic fantasy type of thing, but that's just because that's the type of game we've chosen to play, is we are, we are playing... Dungeons and Dragons, which is a fantasy-themed uh, game, right? I I want to I want to distinguish between tabletop role-playing games and Dungeons and Dragons a little bit, right? Because to like to to take the video to take the video game metaphor, tabletop role-playing games is video games. Dungeons and Dragons is Skyrim, for example. But there's also tabletop role-playing games that are science fiction themed or realistic fiction themed with all different types of mechanics. I want to slide into talking about our our topic for this week, uh, The Adventure Zone. So The Adventure Zone is a comedy podcast hosted by the McElroy brothers and their father. Um, The McElroy brothers host My Brother, My Brother and Me. The the brothers are Justin, Travis, and Griffin McElroy. Griffin McElroy is the host of Cool Games, Inc., which is the show I covered last week. Griffin, Travis, and Justin have been making podcasts for, I don't know, eight, ten years now. They're they're some of the originators in podcasting. And Clint, their father, Clint McElroy, um, is a radio professional in West Virginia. Uh, so they all know how to talk into a microphone. In in the Adventure Zone, the the structure of this comedy show is that Griffin, Travis, Justin, and Clint play Dungeons and Dragons together. Griffin is the uh, dungeon master. He he decides what's going to happen to everybody. And Clint, Justin, and Travis each has their own character um, who they decide what that character is going to do. So it it it's even taking the Dungeons and Dragons-ness out of it, it's similar to a lot of comedy podcasts that already exist um, in the world of improv comedy. The Adventure Zone's structure is that of Dungeons & Dragons, but its content is that of a comedy show existing in this improvised world uh, defined by Griffin McElroy's creativity and also defined by the framework of the rules of Dungeons & Dragons, which, again, is something I knew nothing about when I listened to The Adventure Zone for the first time. It's not a show that you need to like Dungeons and Dragons to listen to. It's not a show you want to have to hear about dragons to even listen to. The 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 vibe of the show is not one of fantasy that strongly, you know. I mean, also another th- another thing that struck me when I first started listening to The Adventure Zone is that just the, the disparate backgrounds of the people who are playing. Griffin, the, who's, again, is the dungeon master, has played a lot, but uh, then their father had never played Dungeons & Dragons before in his right. life. 
Um, one of them had played once, and another guy, and the I guess the third brother, he had played a couple. He he exactly. played a little bit, but yeah. not a lot. So even the first even the first couple episodes, if you go and listen to it, you you hear how they're how they're doing it. But you, you it's not something where you need to know everything about the game right. in order to understand it or enjoy it. At the same point, you can also know a lot about the game for those uh, those diehard D and D fans <laughs> out there. Uh, y- you can know a lot about the game, and it's still very enjoyable to l- to listen to them play because, as uh, Aaron's describing, they have some very solid improv chops, from what I can tell. Yeah, no kidding. These guys really know what they're doing. I, I honestly, I could listen to the McElroys talk all day, every day, and sometimes I do. I mean, this this show, The Adventure Zone, is one of my favorite podcasts out there. And the other shows that these guys do are all pretty great too. So um, there's if I'm if I'm feeling down and I just want you know to know that I've got a really good podcast to listen to while I'm doing whatever I got to do, I'll go back and re-listen to the Adventure Zone. It's it's uh, super fun. So let's jump into some clips, which we like to do on this show. Um, ben, you've picked out a, a, a clip of uh, in the Adventure Zone highlighting uh, a moment of levity within the action of uh, of one of their games. So in this clip, we have. Our intrepid heroes, <laughs> Merle the Dwarven Cleric, yes. Magnus the Human Fighter, and Taco the Elven Wizard. Uh, <laughs> they are, we're about to get a little bit of a recap from the previous uh, previous podcast where there's a three-week break in between. And um, they're trying to figure out how to get out of the tight spot they're in. Which is, I believe, an elevator shaft? Yes. Let's jump into the clip. You three are in an elevator shaft. The elevator has fallen. Uh, Magnus, you are hanging on to a rope mm-hmm. that was fantastically created by, or it wasn't created, it was fantastically suspended in the air through an extra dimensional portal by Taco, who I'm worried about his relationship with extra-dimensional portals. I think it's going to be a, I think maybe we're going to need to have an intervention episode. Here, here in a couple months or so, uh, you are I'm hanging so on. To excited. I'm here. so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared. Uh, you are hanging on to the very edge of of this rope, uh, and hanging on to your ankle is Taco, and hanging on to Taco's ankle after an unsuccessful rescue attempt is Merle. Uh, below you, uh, not too far below you, constantly growing, constantly filling this shaft is a bed of living vines uh, that are wriggling furiously underneath you. There are about two floors below you. You are trapped between the 11th and 12th floor, uh, and uh, you were originally heading to the vault on the 20th floor mm-hmm. uh, before uh, you were assailed. By Guys, this, I got by this. this arbor. For the last 21 days since we first got stuck in this elevator shaft, I've been writing on my vision board. I've been putting the energy out into the world to save us. Um, and I've been using everything I learned from the secret. So now I think we are just saved. Let me roll. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 14 plus the secret 36. Yeah. <laughs> what you don't know is in the interim... These living vines have also been creating a vision board. Oh, and man. their vision board is to consume you and destroy you. But well, what and did they me, roll? 
Let me roll um, for them. Oh, they rolled a 22, which is weird because <sighs> the dice only has 20 numbers on it. And then plus the vision. It's, 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 it's a lot. I like that clip. <laughs> it's fun. I, w- I was listening to it this, uh, this morning while I was trying to get some work done. And uh, I'd heard it before. And it just struck me. It's very, very hilarious where you're, you're, you're pulling this something which comes out. <laughs> it, it, George R. R. Martin's not going to talk about a vision board. <laughs> I mean, if he did, he'd probably get the next book done. But <laughs> but he's not going to talk about the vision board. But you see, you see the interplay of the yeah. uh, of the player. You've got uh, you got Magnus who's trying to trying to get them out of the tight spot they're in, and uh, he he proposes a solution which is a little ridiculous. <laughs> and well, I well I think. Griffin, does, Griffin, who's the DM, he does a very good job at rolling with the punches with what his brothers and his father <laughs> suggest. Um, he, he he sort of slaps them back, and he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that ridiculous thing? Well, here's this ridiculous thing. The plants are still trying to eat you. <laughs> yeah, I like, you know, they do a nice job of breaking the fourth wall in a way that's somehow not immersion-breaking, you know? the The McElroys are not about, like, irony and like not enjoying stuff because it's not cool enough for them like the McElroys are all about like all right we're playing Dungeons and Dragons let's 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 full-on dive into this but without removing their personalities from it right they're still they're still throwing out pop culture references and right and uh general goofs that are uh, a ton of fun so you mean even if you've never played before even if you don't know what seems out of character right it's still pretty funny Having started playing Dungeons and Dragons basically as a result of listening to this podcast, and Ben and I, you play together. I don't know if we've said that yet. So you, you and I right now play Dungeons and Dragons every couple of weeks. Um, I am the dungeon master, and you are but a lowly player of the game who helps me out every 30 seconds when I don't remember how to do something mechanical. The 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 way I play is is I'm goofing around, you know? Yeah. I'm doing voices and stuff. It's fun. Um, all right, you you had another uh, uh, clip that that you brought in. Um, do you want to dive into that? It's another sort of moment of levity within the. Uh, let's jump in. I mean, I miss fair. Him. I'm, I miss uh, I miss him too. It was a him. That's fine. Is there any good gold or anything? You find Trent's wallet on a wallet chain. He had a wallet chain so going young. into a small bird's I hole. I keep staring at Taco the entire time. Uh, he does not have a wallet on him. He's okay. a tree, but um, you he could. He does have uh, pockets, and we find his Subway right. stamp club card. I go right. It has no stamps. He was born 30 minutes ago. Uh can I, I I go over to the booth then. I've moved on with my life. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a pretty clear gap <laughs> into the booths where Trent fell. Uh so you can sort of uh, climb over some of the rubble and access those booths. Um there are some uh registers back here that have been uh picked over, picked clean. Um they're all open and empty. But underneath one of the the uh the booths, the far booth uh, underneath, sort of tucked away, is a small a small black iron lockbox. Cool. It's a lock. It's locked. It's, it's locked, right? Yeah. I figured it was locked. Well, yeah. we put what's it the in size bag? of it? Large, small, uh, uh, shoebox size. We should get some rogues. Well, we have rogues. We need a rogue. Can we have another we brother? Rogue. Hey, Dad. dad can, <laughs> can you? Hey, Dad. Daddy. 
Yes. Hey, Dad, I've been wanting mm-hmm. to talk to you about this for a long time. How about a yep. brother or sister that can play D&D with us? Now, listen, it is going to take him a while to learn the ropes. He can adopt. You can adopt. Can you adopt Will Wheaton? Actually, you do have a fourth brother. What? What? Wait, why are you telling us this? Can you we just end... ask? You've never asked before. Can we end the call and talk about this? Seems like a bad no. venue for this. No, this uh, you is, opened the can of worms. This is what let's, the donors paid for. Let's talk about it. His name is John Snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he has a job in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. He did that uh, in pharma. You know what I got to do now? Snow. I lick boom boom down. And he's he, he's kind of he's he's kind of stationed far away, but. Um, you know, he's always asking me if he has any brothers, uh, and I didn't acknowledge because he's a real bastard, so yeah. I haven't really said anything before, but maybe we can get him on the phone after the show. Hey, Dad, just yeah. real quick, uh, how proud of yourself were you for that joke? I'm uh, pretty proud. I've been saying this <laughs> since episode two. <laughs> um, and a second question, follow-up question, Dad, did you get my informer by snow joke? <laughs> no way. No. no. Huh? I like you, boom, boom, down. Now he gets it. Why did you licky my boom boom down? I don't And understand. I'm dead. <laughs> I love the theme song. It's it, it, it's very It's so perfect. Yeah, it's not too assuming. I like it. I I yeah, I don't know. To me it's like I mean it's like Weird synthy stuff, which I'm always into. I don't know. It's got a great vibe. I uh, when I first found out about the Adventure Zone, they were about episode nine or so. Mm-hmm. I was a little late on it, and uh, not as late as you are if you're listening to this and are just hearing about it. Yeah. But uh, it should be noted that you're only they're only at episode thirty six, thirty something. Yeah, so it's not that hard to get into. That's true. It's uh, each episode, for the most part, is about 50 minutes to an hour five. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, surprisingly low buy-in compared to some other podcasts you've previewed. <laughs> this is true. I, I, I'll say I am, in general, an advocate of jumping into a podcast at its most recent episode, if you're going to listen to. And it depends on the show. Certain shows, it depends on who you are, right? Let me think. Comedy Bang Bang, which is a show I haven't covered on this uh, podcast yet, has sort of a canon they they make fun of themselves for this but they do have a set of characters and histories that are relevant to certain episodes of the show but for the most part it's just a bunch of people goofing around and doing the show that they do so you should just listen to the first episode because they're always getting better the adventure zone for for new listeners of the show i would probably say um i don't know i don't know because the beginning of the show is great for people who don't know D D because it they are learning the rules as you are. If you're a a long-term D&D player who already knows the rules, you maybe can skip the first arc, you know, the first eight or nine episodes. Um, or at least, you know, at least because it, it's pretty, the beginning of the show is, is pretty, uh, pretty basic. I mean, it's a bunch of people hanging out in a cave fighting goblins, you know. I'm going to disagree with you on that yeah? one. So... I mean, I don't even having listened through the first the first episode arc. We here be Gerblins, yes, uh, which is six episodes long. You get a little bit of them figuring out the mechanics of their characters, but they're pretty quick to get off of that. But what you do get in those first couple episodes is you the the the, the players um, 
the brothers Griffin and their father, uh, they figure out their characters. Right. This is another cool thing about D&D is you can get as into it or as not into it as you want. Right. If you are the kind of person who really likes lore and backstories and all of this, you can do a lot of work to come up with backstories and write and write things about your character and the relationship to the world that they exist in. And if you're like me and maybe think that stuff is cool but don't have a lot of patience for for coming up with it, uh, you can just you can come up with it a lot on the fly. And I think that's what a lot a lot of what the brothers do. And they've created a really vivid they've created a really vivid world. They their show is fun and interesting and cohesive and has a, a theme and through lines and those all just exist because they're having fun and goofing around and paying the bare minimum amount of attention to the technical rules of the D&D and the world that they're that they're playing in it's a lot of fun what we've played so far is um interstitial goofs one might say you know that's you there's something going on in the game and they're goofing it within the presence of that game um, so I'm going to play a, a clip that is, there's some of that in there, but it's, it's also, um, it also exemplifies how they have fun while adhering to the mechanics of the game. I mean, D&D as a game has sort of two phases. There's the talking phase where you're storytelling and, um, schmoozing basically. And, and, you know, saying what you do and moving around in the world and, buying stuff and you know whatever you want to do in your world and then there's the fighting part of the game which is a much more regimented sort of turn-based thing you take turns you roll a die you do one thing and then it's the next person's turn to decide what they're going to do during that moment of of fighting um which is fun you know i've said sort of in a chess playing way it's a it's less rigorous than chess but it it comes out it comes a little bit out of the uh the origins of D D, which come out of uh tabletop war games right where uh gary gygax and dave arneson who were the the two inventors of the game uh they played war games where you painted miniatures and you pushed them around the board and you reenacted the battle of gettysburg right. or various other uh, napoleon uh, napoleonic battles and uh it occurred to which dave- chess is a, a symbolic version of yeah right i mean it's it really practically is the same thing as chess yeah so what uh where D sort of comes out of this is that the Dave Arneson, one of the creators, decided in the middle of a rein, in the middle of a reenactment, what would it be like if one player controlled each each sort of miniature? Right, and that's how that's the that's the that's the easy way you get from point A, which is <laughs> Battle of Gettysburg, and point B, which is the the dungeon crawl with your <laughs> with your wizard, your cleric, your right. thief, and your. Uh, Magic user. So let's jump into this clip of some some D and D battle gameplay uh, with the McElroy stink all over it. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> okay, you go first then. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. That way, There's I gotta can be save a smarter way to do this. You have a you're jumping onto a car that is driving at ramming speed toward the car that you are currently standing on. You're both jumping simultaneously. You don't have time to. Okay, so Curly she's, is ramming you. She's ramming us. Right. Yeah. And I'm jumping towards a vehicle coming towards us. Yeah. Dad's doing the math on the. Vector. And I'm not He's tied to, jump. to anything. If one battle wagon going 90 miles an hour departing from Chicago. Right. Okay, I'm rolling. Let's do this. I'll roll. I'll go. I'll go. All right. All right. 
I rolled a 19. Holy. I rolled a one. Oh, man. Oh, maybe I do take him with me. No, 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 no. no. You go ahead. We're here. Go, go for it. Well, I rolled uh, a 19, so. What? Di- of course you did. Uh, what dice? Well, I rolled a 12 rock? plus my 7, so. Go ahead. We'll see what happens. Uh, so basically, I just kind of hopped up in the air about six inches and came right back down. Yeah, you didn't really do much anything there, huh? Wonk. Magnus, you effortlessly float through the air like a leaf uh, and land on the back of the wagon and get your hand on one of those safety railings at the top of the car, uh, which All is good. All while drinking a cup of tea. Yeah. Do I you, s- okay. Ups, upside down. Okay. As I see, is, is he flown... What, yeah, you know is, what? It's not. If everybody else gets a special round, Taco, you also get a special round here to see if you I can need un- this situation. I'm going to react though after I see uh, uh, what's happening. Like, what is is Merle in danger? Yes, Merle okay. is upside. We're in slow mo time right now. Bullet. Okay. Time. Um, okay. Merle is upside down. He jumped way too early and not very far, and he he has basically jumped and is now floating in the air. Uh, and it looks like he's going to land in front of Hurley's battle wagon. I focus all my energy and wait for the spell that I've been wanting to cast and have not had the opportunity to until just this moment. As a bolt of light erupts from the Umbra staff and underneath of Merle appears a phantom steed. What the that, That's right. A, what? A large quasi real horse like creature appears on the ground. I'm sorry, read that description one more time. A large quasi real horse like creature appears <laughs> on the ground. I decide the creature's appearance so it looks like a beautiful unicorn. It's got a big unicorn horn and rainbow Holy colors. Its name is Garol. It's like Gary and Daryl mixed together. Oh I've done God. more character work on Garol than I did on Taco. <laughs> and Garol, in like you can hear Erasure, like just a, a floating through the wind, <laughs> and like Garol appears underneath Merle, and with a whinny, with a perfectly tonal whinny that raises through the octaves. <laughs> Garol appears below Merle, catching him effortlessly. Yeah, Merle, you kind of, you're flying head first towards the ground in front of the battle wagon, and this spectral unicorn appears in front of you, and you almost do like a ring around its, uh, the uh, the rosy around its neck, because uh, you're oh, moving I forgot with such one velocity. His, his mane is like more of a mullet, but he is making it work. Okay. That's the most amazing thing about Geralt. And you get two, two hands full of mullet, and yeah. Geralt... Uh, Geralt very quickly hops out of the way of this speeding vehicle, uh, (laughs) avoiding a second death. And now you are riding on the back of a spectral... This game is ridiculous. You are holding on to the back of a spectral unicorn. It's Uh, like riding Billy Ray Cyrus. uh, (laughs) Exactly like that. And you get out of the way just as Hurley... Uh, puts one of the uh, the the gigantic silvery chrome ram horn on the front right of the battle wagon into the front left tread that Taco just disrupted, uh, and the tread just goes flying off those uh, off those wheels on the left side. Uh, we're back at the top of the order, Merle, uh, and I, I suppose Garrel. Uh, we'll say we'll say you you have sort of free movement uh, with Garrel within reason. 
Um, so you are riding Daryl. You feel a, a tight bond with him, uh, holding and holding on to his mane. Geralt turns back to you and says, "What's next, little man?" Oh, I like the. That's what Geralt sounds like. Okay, Geralt's badass. Yeah, he's great. Well, it seems to me that we've got two opponents left before we make a run on Raven, right? Yeah, listen, here's my plan. Let, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You're a loose cannon, Geralt. Listen, listen, I got a plan. Let's go eat some oats. <laughs> Spectral oats. <laughs> New Spectral oats. They're enriched with fiber. And- no, 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 you're cool. What's up, though? Let's attack. Yeah. The armored boar. Hell yeah. And uh, and see what we can do. What kind of damage we can do. That up. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're just a little man, though. You got a gun or something? Because I don't know. I got better than a gun. Okay. I got a, a three fifty seven bi- Magnum. The a, most powerful no. handgun. That man. is a gun. That's a oh, gun. That's a gun. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to cast... Guiding Bolt. Hell yeah. yeah okay. I cast Guiding Bolt. You don't have to say that character, I don't think. I don't? I don't think so. I think you just do it. Well, you well, were doing you characters. Have say, you have to say it in Latin. <laughs> if so, Boltus Guidiness. Yeah. This um, series of, of episodes came out right around when Mad Max came out. So everybody listening was sort of like, nice, Griffin's doing a Mad Max thing. Griffin has since said he wrote this campaign before Mad Max came out. They did not know Mad Max was going to be a thing, and Mario Kart is definitely a much closer uh, uh, analog to it anyway. I, th- I think I, there's an Adventure Zone Zone podcast yes. that came out recently, and he was talking about how he and his girlfriend or wife had uh, recently bought all seven of the Fast and, Fu- Fast and right. Furious movies. Yes, I remember that. So now. they... Uh, uh, they definitely there. There's also a lot of that, like when <laughs> when Carol leaps out. I can just I can just imagine, like, what is it? I can't remember which guy. Vin Diesel, yeah, also a big D and D guy. BT Dubs, um, <laughs> reaching out and grabbing a hold of someone as they're about to fall off of a building, and he just sort of slides up and in. So I see the same thing with Geralt, and yeah. now, now, now that I'm thinking about it, hearing the voice of Geralt, I can't help but think that maybe that's a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of Mr. Diesel, maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, they talk they talk a little bit later in that show about about I think they they Geralt is introduced in that episode, and then they cannot decide how Geralt works in the mechanics of D and D. So they play they play 20 minutes with Geralt in the game. With them not having decided how Geralt works right. practically as and a honestly from a storytelling standpoint, like I mean there, there are rules, but from a storytelling <laughs> standpoint, which right. is what you want in this, I'd rather have I'd rather have them just sort of flub the rules yeah. and tell an interesting story. And, that's and so a lot they of the fun. They actually this is something they never do on the show. The commercial breaks are always edited in later, but on this show they actually said, "All right, we got to go to a commercial break while we figure out what the hell Geralt does." Um, and they they you, they come back from the break and it fades in on their conversation, and they decide not based on the rule book. They're sort of flipping through the rule book and trying to understand what the rule book means. And then Travis uh, just sort of throws out there, "Hey, how about this? How about Geralt is just an extension of Taco, and whatever happens to Geralt happens to Taco?" And they were like, "Cool, that's a fun way to do it. That's how it works now." And I really like that about this about this show. And they I think they get a little more license to do that than a real D&D game might because they are 
a podcast first. They have to be interesting more than they have to stick to the rules. Um, but I really do like the the total creativity uh, angle of it, where they're just like, "This would be cool. That's the way it is." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I, I I like knowing how rule, rules are supposed to work. Yeah. But at the same point, this isn't Nam Smokey. <laughs> the rules are there as a suggestion. Right. Um, they help you tell the story. Right. Um, the story should be first and foremost, whether you're making a podcast or if you're just four guys and a girl sitting around your kitchen table at <laughs> nine in the morning on a Sunday. Right. It's the stories what's going to matter most. And uh, if it's cool and everyone's having fun, because guess what rule zero is? Have fun. Have fun. Um, and everybody's having fun. You're o- you're okay with it? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I think <laughs> you're okay, okay with, with it, too. it too. But you ask me a lot of rules questions. <laughs> as a DM, I try to I try to get out of the way as much as possible. Yeah. And whether whether or not you realize it, you do a very good job at staying out of the way and just letting us figure out stuff and coming coming in when you need to. I appreciate so. that. There's one other thing I like about the Adventure Zone that I want to dive into, is that Griffin is a a musically talented person um and he has been writing original music writing and composing and uh and arranging and and recording original music for the adventure zone um it's it's not like the entire show is soundtracked necessarily but it's like once an episode or twice an episode a song will play to uh you know, to highlight some really cool moment. And I I really like that. So to give you a feeling for uh, Griffin's music, I'm going to play one of my favorite songs that he's come up with. This is actually factors into the story. This is a song that the players hear in the world um, in the beginning of their most recent arc called The Crystal Kingdom. And Griffin created this song, uh, you know, out of thin air. um, And it's really great. So check it out. So what did you think? That was really good. Um, having come from, played a lot of different role-playing games. Yeah. And not having listened to the Crystal Kingdom arc uh, yet, I should say. Not yet having listened to the Crystal mm-hmm. Kingdom arc. Um, I f- I'm very interested to go back now and listen once I get my arcs cable and can listen to it in my car. Yeah. My two-hour worth of commuting each day brutal yeah it's a little brutal well (laughs) welcome to the dmv ladies and gents um anyways i'm supposed to make this show relevant to arlington so you've just checked that box for this this week commute times (laughs) we just won't tell them i'm commuting to baltimore (laughs) 
<laughs> and on the topic of, of Griffin's music, it is it is it pushed the show over from really good to really, really I mean it took it to another level. The Adventure Zone has been featured on an, Pitchfork. An extra really. Yeah. It I mean literally a one full really advancement there. Double double really. <laughs> um Pitchfork, the uh the hipster music website featured the Adventure Zone for Griffin's music. It's super, super good. Um, I mean, that I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's go- not all. I'm, it's I'm, not musical I'm genius. Gonna, I'm gonna take my. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that they're saying it's musical genius. It's just one of those things where maybe they're trying to trying to be cool before something. Yeah, say they liked right. it before something was cool. There's a. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool stuff going on with twi- uh, through Twitch, which is yeah. uh, a, a streaming a streaming website yeah. where you. Uh, uh, one of the lead designers for Dungeons and Dragons, Chris Perkins, is running their most recent adventure book, The Curse of Strahd, every mm-hmm. Tuesday. I want to say nice. you guys can Google that and actually confirm it. <laughs> um, but there are a number of uh, there are a number of different uh, Twitch campaigns. Uh, there's one. The name is bl- I'm blanking on it right now, but a number of voice actors. Oh, cool! Uh, I think c- I've heard about this one. Yeah, so they they Google they pull- voice actors playing D and D, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twitch voice actors D and D. Yeah, Google that. Uh, that's supposed to be really cool. All right, so let's wrap things up on the Adventure Zone. You can find the Adventure Zone at theadventure.zone. Find it in your podcast app. Uh, I recommend listening from the beginning, or at the very least, starting at the beginning of the Crystal Kingdom saga. Uh, if you want to understand what's going on in the story, the more you can go back and listen to. It's not asking a lot of yourself because it is super listenable. I mean, this show you you don't want to you don't want to put it down. It's it's in some ways it's like watching soccer. You can also get up and come back and you still know what's going on. This is also it's true. Just, you need to hope you don't miss the goals. <laughs> right. If you like if you like podcasts, if you like uh, improvised comedy, if you like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, or any combinations of those things, um, but even just one of them, you'll probably like this show. So um, I firmly recommend the Adventure Zone. It's uh, super great. Uh, since also since this is a little bit more of a niche topic, and we, yes, we I'm assuming you promise that you unless people really want it, you won't talk about other things <laughs> like this. Uh, there are a couple other podcasts yeah. that I, I'd recommend that probably will never get reviewed, uh, previewed, <laughs> previewed. Yeah. Um, so in a similar vein, which is comedians playing D&D, uh, there's a, re- a podcast called Nerd Poker. Right. Brian Posehn and another a number of other comedians uh, just get together and play D&D. They started out, I think, in the fourth edition rules and transitioned into fifth edition. Uh, that recently concluded somewhere right. around its 152nd episode. Um, Nerd Poker, I've listened to 30 minutes of the first episode of Nerd Poker. I haven't jumped into it yet. It ranges a little heavier on the... Uh, profanity i think than the adventure mm. zone does which might turn some people off might not that's the kind of thing where it may be if you're not used to it it's a little shocking the first couple times you hear it and then you kind of stop 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 noticing but i've heard really good things about nerd poker especially the first sort of two-thirds i, I guess they switched dungeon masters at some point uh-huh. um and i've heard really really great reviews about the first guy and then pretty good reviews about the second guy uh, also, there is a uh, podcast called D and D is for Nerds, just to stereotype us, but uh, which is a <laughs> I, which is a, a bunch of Australian comedians who yeah. get together and play D and D. They start out in three five, and I think 
there's also a spinoff of that, which is called D&D is for James, which may be 5th edition D&D. <laughs> okay. For other D&D things w- regarding news in role-playing games, there's a really great podcast called The Tome Show, uh, which will bring in game designers to talk about the games that they've created. They go to Gen Con and other big conventions and record mm. uh, various panels with game designers. Uh, it's really good. Um and then also uh, Wizards of the Coast, who uh, own Dungeons & Dragons, also have a really great podcast, surprisingly. It's uh, unlike unlike their uh, magazine, Dragon Plus. <laughs> the podcast isn't so much a house organ, so you get uh, a lot of D&D-related things that aren't necessarily the things they're trying to push. Right. Uh, Griffin McElroy was on an episode that I listened to recently. I mean, those would be the ones that I would suggest. There are plenty of others out there. Great. Just because you're not on the list doesn't mean we don't love you here at the <laughs> podcast preview. Um, yeah, there's a ton of, uh, of real play D&D podcasts. In fact, we also have a D&D podcast on my podcast network, the Benview Network, called Flagons and Dragons. So you can go to BenviewNetwork.com um, and and uh, click on Flagons and Dragons in the menu to check that out. Let's talk about 1D4Con. Uh, so we are recording this podcast to air ahead of 1D4Con, which is a gaming convention in Martinsburg, West Virginia, uh, for the kind folks in the DM, greater DMV area. It's actually pretty close uh, just by being West Virginia. Um, from where I live at in Silver Spring, it's about an hour and 40 minutes to get to to the convention. So 1D4Con is a gaming convention where you can go and play all sorts of interesting games. Uh they're tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons with the D&D Adventurers League, Greyhawk Reborn, um, Pathfinder uh, has Pathfinder Tales. Um, anything, uh, there are a bunch of guys who are going to be there from 13th Age. Uh, as I said, I don't represent 1D4Con. I just happen to be going. I have a heck of a time going and, do, and doing it. I was out there last year as well. Uh, it's a nice short drive to get to see a part of West Virginia that, uh, honestly, having come from upstate New York, I'd I'd never seen before. But it's <laughs> is a really gorgeous area. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, a lot of people coming in from all around just to sit down and play games with people you've never played before. Sure. And that's one of the great parts about the hobby that I find is that. No matter what your background is, whatever your race or your religion, you can just sit down and pretend like you're somebody else for a little while. Your age, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Ben, we played with an eight-year-old once. We did play with an eight-year-old once. I worked out. I I tried really hard not to explain to him what it – well, he – he decided he wanted to drink um, <laughs> his character, not the eight-year-old. I do not condone giving alcohol to yeah. eight-year-olds or 18-year-olds. <laughs> 21 means 21, people. <laughs> but uh, um, but his character decided he wanted to get into a drinking contest, and he <laughs> drank he, – he didn't get drunk. So I was trying to explain to him, like, you had a little bit to drink. So now you're buzzed, and it occurs to me <laughs> – that this is an eight-year-old, and the only thing that he his only only way he can c- compare to being drunk or buzzed is the amount of sugar that he's had. So I'm just like, you're you're feeling really happy, but you're not feeling sick. So so lots of fun. Um, I'm going to be at Wendy Forcon. It is April fifteenth. 
through 17th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So uh, come on down, 1d4con.com. 1d4con.com. Okay. Interestingly enough, uh, well, I'm not sure if they're still doing it. Uh, the people who run 1d4con started out running a podcast called 1d4cast. So it all, it all <laughs> Everything comes together. back to podcasts. You know, two weeks ago, we found out from Jesse Thorne on this show that Twitter was originally a podcast. What? The people who started Twitter started it were podcast people first, Odeo. Anyway. Oh, that's a little bit different. Hey, is it though? It's plenty different. Is it different. though? They failed at podcasts. So now, <laughs> now there's a bluebird on it. That's everything. what entrepreneurs do. They fail at things. And it always starts with a podcast. Ben, thanks for joining me on the podcast preview. It's been great, Aaron. And thank you for listening to the podcast preview. Do you want to talk about podcasts? Is there a show you think I should recommend? You can send me a message on Facebook or Twitter at Podcast Preview. You can subscribe to the show and never miss an episode by searching the Podcast Preview in your favorite podcast app. And if your favorite podcast app is iTunes, please rate and review the show. It helps me on the charts and it would make my show popular. And you know, that's what I'm really here for. You can also stay up to date on our website at benviewnetwork.com slash podcast preview. I'm Aaron Prince Staley. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, Aaron. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Hello out there in Benview podcast land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at ExtraDamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is.